I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, welcome back to another Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. Big Man here, as always joining me, is my good buddy Cooper. Cooper, brother, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> Fake until you make it, brother. That's all I can say with that one. Pretty much. Uh, football is not going too good right now, but let's get in some NBA, baby. Yes, sir. It is, of course, Sunday, so we do some ball night talk. Bowling. Basketball. So we do have um, some updated news for the eight major leagues, but we'll start with some NBA stuff first. Then we'll get into a little bit of MLB talk, and then we'll switch back to NBA talk when it's time. All right, first off, though, let's get the records for last week, starting with the Eastern Conference. All information provided um, that I actually provide is on ESPN.com. You can check it out for yourself. Uh, The... Order is going from worst to first in each conference, and then, of course, I go first to worst, starting with the divisions when I do a division breakdown, but this is just for last week. Starting off on the Eastern Conference, the Wizards went 1-3, and three, as well as the Pistons. The Raptors went 1-2, and two, the Bulls 2-2, two and two, Hawks 0-3, oh Heat 2-1, and one, Nets 2-2, two and two, Hornets 3-1, Cavaliers went 1-3, and three, the Knicks 2-1, Bucks 3-1, Magic 2-2, two Pacers 2-1, Celtics went undefeated this last week, going 4-0, and the 76ers at 2-2. In the Western Conference, the T-Wolves are bringing up the rear as they have dropped 7 straight after winning their first two, but are now currently 0-4 this last week. 1-3 for the Grizz and Kings. Rockets are 1-2 this past week. Nuggets 3-1. The Pelicans not doing so hot this last week as they went winless. So they're 0-3. Thunder 2-1. Spurs 3-1. Mavericks 3-1. Blazers 2-2. Warriors 3-1. The hot <laughs> Warriors of late. The Utah Jazz 2-2 as well as the Clippers. The Lakers went 3-1 this last week. And the Suns topped off the division going 2-2. Alright man, we're going to go ahead and switch gears on check out the standing so far. And week 3, after the end of week 3 in the NBA. In the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division, the Celtics and Sixers are tied at seven and three. The Knicks are in third at five and four. The Nets are five and five, and the Raptors are two and six. In the Central Division, the Bucks and Pacers both have six uh, six wins. 
but the Pacers have one less loss, giving them a half game advantage over the Bucks at six and three to six and four. Cavaliers are in third at five and five. The Bulls are four and six, and the Pistons are two and seven. In the Southeast Conference, even though they've been kind of slowing down as of late, getting cooled up, but the Magic are still leading that division at six and four. A surprising team, the Hornets are five and five. Miami Heat are four and four. Hawks four and five, and the Wizards bringing up the rear at two and eight. In the Western Conference Northwest Division, the Jazz Blazers are tied five and four each for first place. The Thunder are four and four. The Nuggets four and five, and as I mentioned earlier, T Wolves. Won their first two, but have lost seven straight, bringing their win total to two, their win t- loss record to two and seven. In the Pacific Division, the Suns and Lakers are tied for first place at seven and three. Clippers are in third at six and four. Like I said, the suddenly hot Warriors are now five and four. The Kings are four and six, bringing up the rear. In the Southwest Division, the Mavericks are five and four. Spurs are five and four. The Pelicans are four and five. The Rockets are three and four, and the Grizzlies sputtering around at three and six. Whew. Some interesting standings going on so far yes, this year. Yes, sir, man. Right. Especially the Magic right now. It's like, what? Right. All right, so let's go ahead and knock out a little bit of MLB news to get that taken care of. Let's do it. As you all know, this is football, I mean, not football, baseball, basketball talk. So uh, we did finally have something interesting happen this past week in MLB. The winner of the San Francisco Lindor trade lottery has been figured out. The New York Mets received Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco for four players. This is a huge get for a team that needed Lindor to help booster their lineup and helps their rotation by getting Carlos Carrasco. With the uncertainty on when Noah Syndergaard will return for Tommy Downs surgery, this gives the Mets another talented arm in that rotation. Does this completely shift the balance of power in the NL East? Only time will tell. Cooper, your thoughts on the Mets. Spending big and getting Francisco Lindor. Um, you and I had talked about this uh, earlier. I think it was yesterday. And you mentioned that the Mets are, are going big market nowadays. Right. Which, which is good, dude. I mean, it, it's good for their franchise. Mm-hmm. It's good for the city. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, you know, we, we pulling for the Mets because we don't like them Yankees. So, right. you know. There you go. Those damned Yankees. Uh, Steve Cohen just bought the team and officially got approved in November. Uh, one of his promises was that he was going to start making the Mets spend like they are actually a big league market team, which they are. New York is the number one market in the United States um, and so and also the number one media market. So, I mean, obviously they needed to do something. I mean, it... it Will it be like, okay, there's the new Yankees? Probably not. But if they can at least make themselves relevant. But even if they were, mm-hmm. I think I would uh, probably root for them quicker than I would the Yankees. Well, yeah, obviously. Any day. So, so but is it enough to overtake the Braves right now in the end? At least, only, like I said, only time will tell. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, though, if they get Noah Syndergaard back and have Carrasco oh, and, that yeah. lot, and the rest of that rotation, oh, man. That's a nasty rotation, man. And that lineup now with that power and, bat in Lindor. And maybe they're thinking future tense and what what's going to go down when he does come back. Right. So either way, I mean, it's like they're they're building, which is awesome. Right. And Lindor is also young too. It's not like he's an old player that you're getting at the end of his career. He's still yeah. relatively young. I believe he's uh, 27 still. Yeah. So that's a still a young, talented player that you're getting. Definitely. So it's not like you also gave up a whole lot when you gave up younger prospects, too. 
and the fact that you got someone who can play now rather than having to wait for a prospect to develop. All right, man. So let's go ahead and switch gears back to the NBA because we got fun stuff, some fun stuff to cover. Let's do it, brother. First off, we have Steph Curry is looking like Chef Curry as he's been balling out for his team. He set a new career record of 62 points against the Blazers. He also led his team back from a 20-point deficit to beat the Clippers uh, just the other day. It is early in the season, but the Warriors currently sit sit fifth in the standings. If Curry is able to keep this up all season, the team should make the playoffs as we predicted prior to the start of this season. Cooper, your thoughts on the suddenly hot Steph Curry and the Warriors? I, I love it when he's hot, man, because like, he can't miss no matter what. Mm-hmm. He's just crazy, and he'll go on these tangents for weeks. Yeah. Weeks, dude, so... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see what happens with him. As long as he can stay healthy, I think uh, they have a chance. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. That, that's uh, what I was saying uh, and what you also said, too, when we discussed the preview for the season. Um, we kind of figured they weren't going to be top of the line, top team, but we knew they could be right there around the middle, possibly a little bit lower at about 6, 7, or 8. But it looks like they can keep this up. Being the 5 seed is not necessarily a bad place to be. So it's just kind of crazy to talk because how, like how they went to the, the NBA finals like back to back. Well, like it was like four straight was years. It four straight years, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, dude, like to see them as, as far down as they are now. But you know, it sucks that Clay Thompson's out. Right. Um, if they had the Smash Brothers back, I think they'd be good to go. Absolutely, man. Uh, the team will obviously, of course, hurt without Clay Thompson um, with his injury, which does suck for the team com- uh, completely. But, like we said, Steph Curry gets rolling. I mean, if they can get something going out of Andrew Wiggins, too, that would help this team immensely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andrew Wiggins is a, is a stout player. So, we'll see what happens, man. I'm, I'm excited for this Golden State. All right. All right, man. Next up, uh, Kevin Durant has missed the past few games this past week uh, for the Nets as he was put in COVID protocol and had to isolate. What, though, didn't actually help the Nets um, besides that happening, uh, Kyrie Irving was missing the past few games as well, uh, stating personal reasons as it pertained to what transpired at the Capitol building in D.C. this past week. Uh, however, though, Durant was expected back today for the next the Nets game against the Thunder. That would be today. Tonight. It's probably already Today, going. tonight. It's probably already going right now <laughs> as so, we do this. So, What are your thoughts on KD and Kyrie? Yeah, I, I don't know about Kyrie. That's kind of odd. But, uh, you know, the COVID protocol thing, they got to do what they got to do. So, you know, uh, hopefully he's back. Hopefully maybe they'll win. I don't know, yeah. you know. So, I don't know. All right. Really don't know what to say about all that right now. Yeah. All right. Well, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be different. Yeah. All right. Next up, Lamella Ball became the youngest player in NBA history to get a triple double in a basketball game as he went for 22 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists, and led the Hornets past the Hawks 113-105, uh, and also the team's third straight win. At the age of 19, Ball beat the previous record by 177 days held by Markel Fultz. Philadelphia at the time of when he did it. Cooper, your thoughts on the young ball? It's cool, but you got to consider who it's against. Well, the Hawks started out pretty hot, actually. So yeah, but it's still the Hawks. I mean, <laughs> you 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I think it, it's cool. It is cool. I don't know. I just, me, I'm not about the balls. I really don't care for them at all. Um, so, yeah, uh, good for him, though. That's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, it's and it's good to see the Hornets finally looking like they might have a decent team. Not saying they're going to do a whole lot, but, I mean, if they can just at least make the playoffs, that is a step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that it's, it's you know, partly owned by Michael, yeah. Michael Jordan, you'd figure they'd be somewhat more contenders more often. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, some players, though, they try to do that front office stuff, and they just, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, unfortunately, Michael can't five five Jordans. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. But, I mean, the, a lot of people, a lot of analysts, analysts did say that La, uh, LaMelo was actually the best ball out of the three, that being the youngest. And uh, yeah, time will tell on that one, of course. But so far, so good. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, still, still any word on my pickup game between his dad and uh, MJ? I don't think that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, man, because, you know, we, we've been hearing about that, too. Yeah. All right, man. Next up, we have those surprising Phoenix Suns have cooled off a bit of late, but are still tied with the Lakers for first place in the Western Conference. Phoenix has been looking formidable and seemed to be ready to challenge for a top seed in the conference. Again, though, it is early in the season and will remain to be seen if this team can maintain this momentum for long stretches. Cooper, your thoughts on those Wow, hot suns. <laughs> uh, should we be scared? I mean, we're Lakers fans here. Should we be a little bit on our toes about this? Because uh, it is, it, it's cool to see him, you know, actually contending. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, it's kind of scary being a Lakers fan because, you know. I'll be worried about it when we actually play each other. Yeah, and then we see what happens yeah. later, right? I want to see what the head-to-head looks like. Because we got LeBron. And Anthony Davis. That's true. And we just need somebody to shut down Booker. If we can get somebody to shut down Booker, we'll be all right. Oh, yeah. So we're about to find out. We'll see what happens when uh, we play uh, Phoenix. I mean, so it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting matchup, to say game. the least. We should watch that game. If, oh. Yeah, if it ends up being a regularly televised game on TNT or something like that, we'll definitely have to check it out. All right. So the most disappointing to, team to date thus far uh, must be the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference. Yeah, this, yeah. This is yeah. Wow. This, this team was battling for a top seed in the Western Conference last year and made it to the conference final in the bubble after being down three one to the Clippers in the previous round. The team has been without Michael Porter Jr. as he's in COVID protocol, but at times he basically wasn't there for the team last year. Honestly, between health and some other things going on. The good news is they are only a game under 500, and it's early in the season, so they do have time to bounce back and find a rhythm to get back into contention. Cooper, your thoughts on the Nuggets and their slow start? Well, yeah, and the Nuggets have a slow start, so do you know Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bounce back for them is it's kind of harder because they went further into the season than most teams. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with it. I I wouldn't count them out at this point just yet because mm-hmm. we are still very early in the season and uh, you know the Nuggets have a way of uh, shocking people so they, they are pretty good I actually like them so alright alright but uh, uh, the di- biggest disappointment in the Eastern Conference uh, to me honestly was a toss up between the Raptors and the Heat 
Uh, surprisingly, the Heat are just 500 to start the season, but the Raptors have only won two games thus far. Uh, what can be attributed to the Raptors is the fact that they are playing in the Tampa area instead of at home in Toronto due to travel restrictions from Canada or to and from Canada during this pandemic. And for the Heat, their slow start could be just from the fact that they only had 71 or 72 days of rest between the end of the finals and the start of their current season. Cooper, your thoughts on the slow start for the Raptors and the Heat? Yeah, the Raptors, um, they might not be comfortable, you know, not being in their home situation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, for them, it's it's probably hard. I mean, you're throwing out a routine that you're used to. You know when you're traveling. That now you're like, what the heck is going on? Half the time you're away from your family, anyways. And in this situation, if you're, if you don't, you know, decide, hey, I'm going to bring my family with me for this season, then you're going a full season pretty much without your family. Yeah, and then so it's, and then you don't have not only that, then you're like you're out of a weird circumstance. You have to find a new routine that you can get used to. You're in an arena that you don't know. Because not only do they not know it, no NBA team plays there except them. Yeah. Because no, they're playing in the uh, stadium that the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning play. Yeah. And so they're like, uh, what is this? <laughs> yeah. What is this crap that it, we're doing? And it, it, do, it does make a difference when you have home, you know, home court advantage because, you know, you know the nooks, you know, the crannies, you know, the crevices of the court. It, it makes a difference. Yeah. And, and it does that for your, not only that, but your mental psyche too. Yeah. I mean, so for them, I think they're really just thrown off by the whole situation. Um, and um, actually, they haven't been really that great since, since uh, you know, trading... Well, letting go Kawhi in the offseason because so. they couldn't sign him to an extension. Yeah, um, yeah. Miami situation though, that's a whole other story. I mean, like I said, it's probably be, maybe just because of exhaustion. Yeah, they were the last team with the Lakers to be in the in the bubble because they both made it to the finals. Uh, yeah, people were like, "Well, the Lake, you, yeah, the Lakers didn't all didn't completely run run back their team, so a lot of their tired players are, are, on, other are, are on other teams." Not a whole lot, but I mean a good yeah. portion of what you would expect. It and they got a lot of team new players who didn't play very long in the bubble, so they had adequate rest. So they're kind of fresh. LeBron, I'm starting to wonder if he's either an alien or a machine because he just <laughs> seems fresh all the time. I don't even know what's going on there. King James. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, are you an alien? Are you a machine? I need to know for sure. We need, <laughs> we need blood samples on that for proof. Uh, Anthony Davis, he's been dealing with a little bit of nagging injuries as of late. Um, that's to be expected. He's kind of always dealt with some nagging injuries throughout his career. Um, so he's obviously in, you know, again, only had about 71 days of rest. Um, so before he got really back into it. And so nagging injuries are expected with him. Yeah. As far as Miami goes, that's, so yeah, that's pretty much what they're dealing with. Yeah. Just be exhaustion. Exhaustion, yeah. They, they came in to a situation. It, it almost makes it seem like you almost didn't want to be in the finals in the bubble. Yeah. I mean, sure, there, there's half the argument, well, the Lakers are fine and Miami's not. Well, the the point of the matter is even the Lakers still have that exhaustion feeling. It's just they're managing to work through it pro- more properly, and Miami's kind of struggling with it. And I don't know. 
at this point, do you go back and talk to you about maybe trying to get Harden now? Even though they broke off talks with the Rockets? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it is what it is. It's it's crazy what, what the way the whole world, as far as sports, has been yeah. as a whole. Um, I think that, uh, you know, as far as NBA goes, you know, they play a lot of damn games. A lot of back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. You know, so many games sometimes is like, Okay, it's just better to look at the scores and, and, and you know, watch key games type thing. Because uh, they do play a lot of games. So, mm-hmm. um, And for them not to get as much rest, as much time as they need, that's probably the big factor there. And yes, with Harden, they should probably think about it, dude. I, I mean, he's not happy where he's at, so... Mm-hmm. You know, extend that olive branch, try and make something work. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's where my whole thing is like, maybe it probably is time. Uh, I don't know. I, the only other problem I have is those, all the all the assets you have to give up. Because you're obviously going to have to give yeah, up Hero. Yeah, that's true, too. You're going to have to give up Hero. You might have to give up Bam, Abadayo, and I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, it's just a lot of, a lot of questions will go into that. But, I mean, if it was basically more of a... This is where I, I kind of get NFL deals a little bit better than I get basketball deals because basketball you need players more than you want draft picks. Where football you want more you more want draft picks than you do want a player. So it kind of makes uh, in an exchange of a trade. So it makes it a little bit more like well, if Miami only had to give up draft picks and not really have to give up too much on the player side. I could see it working better, but having to give up. Tyler Hero, possibly Bam Abadio, and even maybe even um, uh, that Robinson guy. Uh, that might just end up being too much, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They're, the way they they do their trade system is a lot di- different than the NFL. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to give up more players than picks is it's a hard thing to deal with because, especially when you're trying to build something, not just like. Okay, well, we'll just let him go. I'm sorry, but Tyler here, you don't want to let go of him. No, not a, not a, not a sharpshooter. No, not at so, all, dude. That's the that's the only thing I have concern and about. Bam, possibly. Bam's Bam's on course to be a good, a very good center. A very yeah. good center. So. Very good center. I don't know about top five, but maybe he can sneak into the backside of the top ten. Definitely should be a top fifteen of all yeah. time. Definitely. If he keeps if he keeps doing what he's doing, obviously. He's gotta keep this up for, yeah. for an entirety of his career. Might be able to slide into the back ten. Back end of the top ten. Uh at maybe ten, nine. But other than that, I mean he's definitely not gonna be top five, I can tell you that for right now. <laughs> we have the Lakers have two of the all time <laughs> at center in the top five just by themselves, between Shaq and Kareem and Dole Jabbar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can just start the list right there. You don't have to particularly put that in order, but you can start the top five just with those two, and now you got to figure out three, and there ain't no way he's going to beat some of those threes, any of those guys that are three through five or whatever. Oh, yeah. However you end up ranking them. So Shaq, uh, just a pure dominance alone, makes him unique and special. <laughs> so, all right, man. That will do it for basketball talk, unless you got anything else to add. Nope, not at all, man. <laughs> all right, man. So, of course, tune in Tuesday as we will have football talk. On fr- We'll be talking about 
the Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, and it's been a wild card weekend, to say the least. It's definitely been wild, I'm just going to say that. And, of course, we'll also recap what happened with tomorrow night's national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. You have Roll Tide, you have Go Buckeye. I don't know who you're rooting for. We expect, of course, Bama to be the winners, but we also expected Clemson to be the winner, so look how wrong we were there. Exactly, so we'll see what happens, man. <laughs> we will see what happens, but this is going to be an interesting take, man. Devont- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae has at least 150 receiving yards. Something, dude. Uh, I think Heisman I, Trophy winner. I still think Alabama got it. Yeah, I do too, but, but I definitely don't think... Uh, Smith should be under 150 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Who's going to stop it? And they're getting Waddle back. They're their top receiver. Yeah. Stop Waddle or Smith. See what happens. Good luck with that. There you go. All right, man. That does it for us here on Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Freaking download some episodes. Jeez, guys. Come on. We had a slow start to this month. What happened? We love y'all. We do love y'all, but dang. Making me mad. <laughs> right, never mind. I'm not going to do what I was about to do. Anyways, as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 